you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 18. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. Now, let me stop here for a second because... I want you to understand that the angel that was writing to the church of Laodicea had already told them that they were blind, that they were poor, and that they were wretched. Now, he's writing to the same church, and he says, And I counsel of thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. And white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes. Everybody say, anoint thine eyes. Anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. With the help of the Lord tonight, and your help. How many of you is going to help me preach tonight? The more you help me preach, the faster we'll get to the restaurant tonight. I got folks already getting excited. By the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach into your hearing, anoint thine eyes. Anoint thine eyes. I'm going to tell you before I get started tonight that I'm reaching for every person in the room. I don't want to leave one stone unturned tonight. I want to reach for every person that is in the room. And I believe before we're done tonight that the Holy Ghost is going to sweep into the house and help you. If you are struggling to catch the vision, if you struggle with one aspect of the vision that God has wanted to do in this church, I challenge you tonight, anoint thine eyes with eyes. Lord, help us tonight. Increase our faith. Lift our vision. Help us, O God. To open our hearts to what you are speaking to the church now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. The history of the world's progress is the history of the triumphs of faith. Faith does the most unwarranted things. Faith will often catch people off guard. Faith sings in prison. Faith fights while still in chains. Faith works without tools. You, you may put the man of faith into a prison, but at midnight you will hear Paul and Silas singing. 
Sight sings in the morning when it has escaped from prison, but faith sings in midnight while still in jail. You may put the man of faith into a dungeon and bind him with chains and fetters, but there is without a sword, without no carnal weapon, he will still fight a fight that is not a fight done in the physical and he will always win the victory because faith cannot be defeated. Put the man of faith into circumstances devoid of all the forces upon which man's sight depends and he will begin to do work. In the far reaches of history we will discover that his work is that which lasts and that which abides forever. The literature of the prison cell are among the most wonderful pieces of literature that we could have. The great prophecy of failure in tears breaks out into its sweetest of music when Jeremiah begins to sing from a prison cell. Find the central message of hope and they are messages which were written while he was still in the dungeon. The clearest and the most startling visions that God ever granted to the ancient people came from Ezekiel when he was on exile by the banks of the river Chabar. And he said, don't hang your harps on the willow. The great epistles of the New Testament, many of them were written while the apostles were still in prison. Though you take a fisherman from the Galilean Sea and banish him on the Isle of Patmos, there he sees through the mist of mysteries to the light and the glory and of the end of time and the return of the Lord. He writes and he gives us glimpses and insight. All of these are parts of faith that is responding while still in prison. God created man so that we are able to see farther than we're able to reach. That's why that our vision is so important. Our faith and our vision must be greater than our present capabilities. We ought to have a faith-filled vision. That we may never live to see come to pass. I know some may look at me and say, Pastor, you're just a, a dreamer. You're, just, you're all the time talking about vision. But I'm going to tell you tonight, the only way we're going to accomplish what God wants this church to accomplish is that we catch a vision that scares us to death and a vision that we recognize we may never see come to pass in our day. Can I tell you that I have lived to see prayers come to pass that my mom used to pray and she never lived to see come to pass but now in my day I am seeing the prayers of my grandparents and of my mom come to pass in this day we've got to have faith we need a faith filled vision that's so large that we may never be able to accomplish it in our lifetime 
But the only way that it is possible is that we have to begin to look beyond where we are. Faith. Sam, you're doing great tonight. Don't mess with me. I'm not saying that for that reason. But faith is seeing and believing. I wish I had the voice tonight to be able to preach like I really feel. And I wish I had the strength in my body tonight to be able to preach like I really feel. I'm praying that God somehow imparts to you the passion that I'm wanting to preach with tonight. But faith is seeing and believing for things that we cannot see with our natural eyes. I've had people say to me that is absolutely impossible. Only a few years later to see it become possible. I've had people that I love and respect. I've had family members that have looked at me and said that will never happen. Only to see three or four or five years later it comes to pass. But it has to start with somebody who has faith to begin to believe and see and speak faith instead of failure. The issue with those who lack faith or lack vision. There's, this is synonymous. You get that? Those who lack faith or lack vision is that they lack the capability of maintaining belief when they are presently in impossible circumstances. I hope you got what I just said. In other words, you are seeing the invisible as though it has already come to pass while your present circumstances say it is impossible. When they were in prison, they saw themselves released. When they were in sorrow, they saw themselves living in joy. When they were still in pain, they saw themselves healed. When they were in the battle, they saw themselves in victory. I wonder what it would take for CLC to begin to believe that I see what we've been talking about. I'm going to live to see the day of the greatest revival that we have ever seen in north central Indiana. Not two, not ten, not fifty, not a hundred, but a countless number of souls that are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's going to happen. You can only see these things through eyes of faith. The Lord said, everybody said the Lord said. The Lord said to the Laodiceans, they were those who had lost their first love. He says you're cold and indifferent and wretched and blind. And he tells them all of these things. And he says you've lost your first love. But then he tells them, after he goes through the buy, buy gold of me that's tried in the fire and, and the white raiment and all these things, he finally gets to the point of this message tonight. And he says, anoint your eyes with eye salve. As a matter of fact, the King James Version says it very clearly, just like this, anoint thine eyes with eye salve. Here is the problem. Too often we pray, God, anoint my eyes that I may see what you're wanting to do. 
God, anoint my eyes. But the angel speaks to the church in Laodicea. And he says, anoint thine eyes. It's not up to God to anoint your eyes. Mm, I feel my help coming tonight. He says, it's up to you. Anoint your own eyes. Look at your neighbor and tell him, anoint your own eyes. The issue with negativity is that it is the, it is, mm, there's a little stump. The issue with negativity as that it is it is the the battle it is the weapon against vision coming to pass good saved sanctified set free people who speak negativity against a god-given vision are hindering what God is wanting to do. A prophecy. Let me help somebody tonight. There's been words of prophecy come across this pulpit and other pulpits and spoken personally into your life. I want to help some of you understand this tonight. Why is it certain things were prophesied and it's never come to pass? I'm going to help you understand why. Because a prophecy, somebody says, well, if it's a prophecy and it doesn't come to pass, the person who was prophesying is completely wrong and they missed it in prophecy. That is not always the truth. Because a prophecy is God's will. And the potential that God sees in your life. In other words, God's will and God's plan. And He is speaking to encourage you to go after the fulfillment of the prophecy. But if you prevent the prophecy. See, I could, I could come up to you tonight and tell you. God wants to bless you financially tonight. How many of you would be glad to receive that? But, now don't get too excited. If I wrote out a $1,000 check tonight, and I came to you, and I said, my wife and I want to give you $1,000, there would be a lot of you that would say, no way, Pastor. Anybody still with me? Most of you that just raised your hand, if I walked up and said, I just want to bless you, I just want to give you $1,000, most of you would say, no, 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 don't do that. There's always a few exceptions. Because not everybody lacks the vision that God is wanting to fulfill. So the issue here, I'm going to teach you something here, here just for, for a moment. The issue here is that God has spoken prophetic things into your life. But if you're not careful, you will allow things to come into your life that hinder you. And you who once were 
not cold and indifferent or lukewarm like the Laodiceans. But after you lose your first love, after... Mm. I know y'all would rather just get to McDonald's tonight, wouldn't you? But the angel of the Lord came after a stern rebuke about everything that they had done and everything that they had walked away from and how that they had lost. And now he says, anoint thine eyes. Because the reason that the church of Laodicea ended up where they were, cold and indifferent and having lost their first love, was because their vision had been blurred. And the angel of the Lord said, Anoint thine eyes. He could have said fast ten days. He could have said go pray for a week. But instead the angel of the Lord said, Anoint thine eyes. Because if I can ever get you to begin to see what I want to do, if I can ever see your vision restored, if I can ever get your vision elevated, if I can ever get you to stop looking down and finding everything that is wrong and begin to look up and finding what is right. I'm going to go right on in with it tonight. I walked into Lebanon today. Is it okay? I'm gonna just I'm just gonna be me today. I walked into Lebanon today. I stepped in. I didn't step three steps inside the door of Lebanon, and I had a lady that I haven't seen in a while, and she was there, and she caught me, and she said, "Pastor, I need to talk to you." I said, "Wonderful, talk to me." I stepped up, and she said, "I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with this church." I said, "Oh." She said. I'm going to tell you what we need. I said, what is it we need? She said, we need some of that old-fashioned music. I said, we do? She said, that's what we need. I said, she said, you get that old-fashioned music, things will happen around here. I said, welcome. How long has it been since you've been here? How do you know we didn't sing old-fashioned music last week? On top of that, God is a timeless God. What you're calling old-fashioned may have come from the early or mid-1900s. With God, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. So with God, as long as He's receiving glory, it doesn't matter where old is 1970, 1930. 1850 or 1750. So what you're saying is is you prefer a different style of music. And also what you're telling me is that you want the church to suit your pleasure. So let me tell you what you need. I love you. But you need to understand that 16, 18 months ago, there was no church here. So when you come telling me, I said, you're not the first one that's told me what this church needs. 
But if you want to know what this church needs, this church needs somebody like you to get on fire for God, start being faithful to church. And by the way, you ought to start supporting the church with your tithes and with your offerings. This is what the church needs. The church needs somebody that is faithful, that we can count on every week, that will sing and that will worship and that will work and that will labor. I said, that's what the church needs. She smiled. She said, I know. I knew you were going to get me, Pastor. And so I went a little further. I said, the issue is, is your vision can't see beyond the mirror that you have put in front of yourself. Because you have made church about you and not about others. When we start making church about us, it's what we like, it's what we want, it's what we prefer. We all have our preferences. Sometimes I go to dinner with my family. Sometimes my wife calls me and says, hey, I'd like to do so-and-so for dinner tonight. Is that okay with you? Absolutely, babe. In my heart, I'm thinking, that's not my favorite. Those of you who knew Bishop Price understand where I got that. That's not my, but I didn't, sure, I'll go along. You know why? Because it's not all about me. I'm one of five that lives in our house. Six, I forget my dog lives there temporarily. (laughs) If we're not real careful, we start building everything around the church about us instead about others. And so we can lose the vision of understanding why that we had people tired and weary and worn out. I understand those that have been laboring and working and sacrificing and giving. And and my goodness, all the work that has gone in this week. I bless you tonight. I want you to know I honor you tonight. Thank you for capturing the vision. But before you start being negative and telling somebody this is what the church needs and this is what ought to happen around the church, I want to see you giving. I want to see you faithful. If I see you two or three times a month, don't expect me to cater to every need and every want that you have regarding the church. Because it's not just about you. There's about 290 something people that call this church home. And I'm going to find those that are faithful, that are dependable, that are supporting the church, that are workers, that are laborers, that catch the vision. And I'm going to put my energy and my effort there because they're building the kingdom of God. All right, so I'll get off my soapbox. The writer implores the Laodiceans, get your faith back by anointing your spiritual eyes. Let me help you with this text here. The region, the region of Laodicea was known for producing eye salve to help people's vision. So the angel speaks in a realm that they can understand in their earthly world. But the Lord was saying, I would rather, instead of you going after gold from your medicine that you're selling people to get physical vision, I would rather that you would be interested in the gold that I have and that you would dress in the white raiments that I would give you. 
and that you would anoint your eyes with your spiritual eyes with spiritual eye salve that you may be able to see what I am wanting to do in your life. CLC, I'm calling you tonight to anoint your spiritual eyes. The only way that we're going to be able to see things that from, from where we are and to see invisible things that we are speaking by faith is that you anoint your spiritual eyes with eye salve. Things that are visible in the natural are only temporal, but things that are visible in the spirit will be eternal <clears throat> things that are invisible in the natural can only be seen through eyes of faith that's why Hebrews says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen things happen through faith Hebrews chapter 11, through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are not seen are made of things which do appear. I just don't get it, pastor. Anoint your eyes with eyesight. It was by faith that Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. It was by faith that Enoch was translated and he would not see death. It was by faith that Noah being warned of God of things not seen yet moved with fear prepared an ark saving his house. It was by faith that Abraham when he was called to go into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance obeyed and went out not even knowing where he was going to. It was by faith that he sojourned in the land of promise and it is through faith that Sarah her receive strength to conceive seed and it is through faith because without faith it is impossible for us to please him can't even please God without faith. You can't be saved without faith. You'll never be happy without faith. All you're going to be is disgruntled. You're going to find fault. You're going to be negative. Anoint your eyes. In order to catch the vision, I'm reaching for those who I feel and sense are struggling with the vision of the church because you're looking in the mirror and you're looking at yourself. Instead of seeing through eyes of faith, we must be looking through spiritual eyes. What I'm saying to you is that the natural man cannot discern the things of the Spirit, for they appear. Uh, am I in the Word of God tonight? For they appear unto him foolish. They can only be seen or discerned through eyes of faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. For they are spiritually discerned. In other words, a person who is not spiritual will not understand what God is doing in the spiritual realm. I challenge you tonight, I dare you tonight to make a conscientious decision to get your eyes off of what is going wrong in your life and to begin to see life through eyes of faith. I may be sick, but I see myself well. I may be feeling pain in my body, but I see myself healed. 
I may be broke tonight, but I see my finances getting better. My relationship status may be on, I'm, I'm unsure, but I'm seeing myself in a better situation than what I'm in tonight. What God is saying to the church is look beyond your present circumstances and have faith to believe that God is sending help your way. Come on, right now. I sense in the Holy Ghost that God could send a healing miracle to you right now. The angel of the Lord is right here near us right now. I sense and feel him in the room right now. If you would begin to see your health doing better, I got a feeling that a healing could come into your life. If you'd begin to see your finances in a better situation, I can believe that God would send a blessing to you before you even get to the payday of this next week. Somebody would begin to see your lost family member coming to the Lord and you'd begin to praise him and worship him like it's already happened. I got a feeling it would come to pass. Know that God is working everything for your good. God is calling us to see through eyes of faith. Is there anybody in this house tonight that can begin to believe God and have the faith to believe that God is going to send the greatest revival that CLC has ever seen? And I'm going to be in the middle of it. And I'm going to be part of it. And my family's going to be part of it. And my loved ones are going to be saved because of it. Is there anybody in the house tonight that can believe God so much that you would start preparing? (laughs) You would start preparing for what you cannot see? Because revival always comes to a prepared place. I won't be much longer. Give me just a moment. Revival always comes to a prepared place. And the challenge tonight is to anoint thine eyes. No, I need God to anoint my eyes. No, God is telling you to anoint your own eyes. The scripture's telling us to anoint our own eyes. I don't need I don't need the right sermon to anoint my eyes. I need to anoint my own eyes. That's why the scripture said to build up our most holy faith. The scripture's full. There, I could take you through a journey through scripture tonight over and over again where the Lord begins to tell us to, 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 to build our own faith, to grow our own faith. And this comes through its exercise of work. And, and sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we get negative and we have to rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Sometimes I get tired. My wife told somebody this week, sometimes I get tired and frustrated and negative and she says, you need sleep. Anybody with me? Dylan called home. He's in India. By the way, he preached today and 35 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And over 100 people claimed physical healing immediately in the service, including somebody with leprosy healed. People who were lame got up and walked. Limbs were straightened out. Today, 35 people, he called, he was a little frustrated about, he was tired, that's what it was, and his mom said, Dylan, you're tired, you need some sleep, you need some sleep, 
See, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll let just things. There's nothing wrong. We just let things get in the way. Or some something doesn't go our way. Sometimes people may not mean anything. It may not. See, here's the deal. Sometimes if we're not careful, our greatest, the things we've been praying for, may not come to pass because we'll let something get in our eye. I was working with Brother Danny yesterday. We were working together. Believe it or not, we actually work once in a while. So we were working together yesterday. And man, we're working up a storm and we weren't talking. We were, I mean, we were head down working. We were going as fast as we could. We were trying to get through and uh, so we could get home. And so we're working. Man, we're working really, really hard. And he did something. And when he did something and all of a sudden stuff flew everywhere, hit me in the face. And something hit me right in the eye. And I'm over there, of course, falling out, dying is the worst thing that ever happened. I'm screaming in pain, laying back, falling out, shaking. And he's just staring at me. And the most I ever got was a, sorry, bro. Now, I tell you this to tell you that it was carelessness that caused that to happen. But that carelessness, I couldn't see straight for a few minutes. I'm over there rubbing on my eye. That carelessness delayed us. It hindered my vision and delayed our progress because we were in such a rush that we made the wrong move. See, that's why there's so much trouble in the Middle East is because Abraham was in such a rush to see God's promise to him fulfilled that he went against the plan of God and he tried to rush matters and take the wrong woman to be his wife and birth the son out of the will of God. Oh, and nobody going to help the preacher tonight. And there's been an eternal struggle that's gone on in the Middle East because of Isaac and Ishmael when eventually God says, here's what I promised you to begin with. But you got in too big a hurry and all you did was created chaos and problems for yourself. Is anybody with me tonight? God is trying to speak to somebody in this room. You need to anoint your eyes with eye salve. You have allowed things to hinder you, get in your way, prevent you, set you back. I dare you in the name of the Lord. I speak to somebody tonight that is walking in the spirit of Laodicea and you have lost your first love. You have set down, you have set down your, 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 your you, you have set down by the river Chabar. You have got in prison and instead of singing the Lord's song, you have and groaned about things not going your way. I dare you tonight to not wait on the preacher, not wait on the music, but begin to anoint your own eyes with eye salve and say, God, I want you to allow me tonight. Forgive me, God. I'm anointing my faith. I'm going to get on board. I'm going to catch the vision. I'm going to start speaking faith. I'm going to start speaking hope. I'm going to start helping a brother in need. 
Come on, anybody in the house. I see our building being built. I see it finished. I see the altars filled in a new sanctuary. I see a baptismal team working. Every service. I see every seat filled. 450 strong. I see the next phase already being built. I see a mass choir so large it can't even fit on the platform. I see ministries being born that we haven't even talked about. I see small groups getting so large they have to have another building. Come on, anybody in the house see it? You see it through eyes of faith? Pastor, you're just a foolish dreamer. I come tonight to tell you. I come tonight to tell you I'm not a foolish dreamer. I come tonight with the word of the Lord. Anoint thine eyes. Anoint thine eyes. Anoint thine eyes. Pastor, you're just preaching and get a response from a bunch of overzealous hopefuls. No, I've got some people of faith in the house tonight that are saying whatever we have to do, we're going to do it. We are a people of faith. Come on, CLC. What do you see through eyes of faith? Do you see your family saved? Do you see yourself growing in faith? Do you see yourself plugged in and involved in ways that you never th- dreamed possible? Maybe you're here tonight and you, you have just learned to live with the situation in your body. But maybe is it possible you could believe that God would want to heal you before you walk out of the doors today? Come on, anybody in the house seeing through eyes of faith? Maybe you're here tonight and you've never received the Holy Ghost because it seems so difficult for you. Or maybe you haven't spoken in tongues in a long time, but you would love to do it all over again. I come tonight to tell you I see through eyes of faith that whatever you need from God, He's able to do it right now. If you would be bold enough to step out from where you are and declare in the name of the Lord, I'm going to anoint mine own eyes. I'm anointing my eyes tonight. I'm going to see through eyes of faith. I'm going to believe for the impossible. I'm going to see the invisible. I'm going to hope for what others can't dare to hope for. It's going to come to pass in the name of the Lord. Come on, let's respond to the word of the Lord tonight. Anoint thine eyes. Anoint thine eyes. Anoint thine eyes. Oh yes.
Now here's what I'm going to ask you to do tonight. I want you to get together in groups of two or three or five or ten or whatever you got. And just get in groups with people that can that have you have faith in and may have faith in you. And we're going to agree together with faith tonight. And we're going to pray for each other's vision, that God would elevate our vision, that he would help us to be able to see beyond what we have been seeing. Maybe we have been seeing hopeless situations, hopeless, but we want to, we're going to believe together that that hopeless situation is going to be hopeful. We're going to turn it around. Everything that God has promised, he's going to fulfill. I want you just to look at somebody that is next to you, and I want you to tell them what it is that you want to believe God for, what it is that you're praying for, and God is able. God is able. Come on, believe God. Share it with a brother or sister that you have faith in. A lost family member. Maybe you want your family saved. Maybe you need healing in your body. Maybe it's a ministry you want to see developed and grow. Whatever it is, whatever you're believing God for, speak it in faith right now. Now I want somebody to have the courage to look at that need in the eye and tell them God still can do it. God still can do it. Come on, somebody say it with me. God can. God can. God can. Come on, say it like you believe it. God can. God can. Come on, agree together right now with faith. Pray one for another. Pray one for another right now. Oh, yes. God can.